This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss the top 10 most read articles from retail-insider.com for 2019. Uh, We just wanted to quickly mention one of our advertisers, Peregrine, as they are supporting the podcast for the week, and we'll have a brief message from them later on in the podcast. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the first podcast episode for 2020. Now, normally our podcast format is to go through the most read articles for the week, but we're just coming off of a publication break for the holiday season where most of us hung out with our families instead of publishing articles. So as a result, we don't have anything published yet that we can talk about for the past week. Now, the crafty people that we are, we did follow the same tradition that we began last year on our Instagram account where we counted down the top 10 most read articles for the prior year, revealing them all the way up to New Year's Eve. Now, for those of you that aren't following our Instagram account or are unaware of our social media, we do have links to our profiles at the top right corner of our website at retail-insider.com. Now, if you go there, there's links to our LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. And if you click on them, it'll take you to our profiles. Please do follow us if you'd like. But as I was mentioning, we did follow the same tradition where we counted down the top 10 most read articles on our Instagram account to reveal it all the way up into uh, New Year's Eve. Now, with that being said, we thought we'd go through this podcast and do a retrospective look at those top 10 for as long as we had time in the podcast. So starting with that, Craig, our number one most read article was a massive multi-use development coming from Ontario's Durham region, where a mini Las Vegas development was planned for the Pickering, Ontario area that includes a casino, two hotels, a concert venue, a convention center, movie studios, and hundreds of thousands of square feet of new retail space. So Craig, why do you think that this article back from April 2019 was the most read article and why did it resonate so well with our readers? Yeah, I mean, I figured with the amount of readers that we got, which was tens of thousands, that uh, probably there was something a bit controversial there and probably something quite exciting. Uh, What I thought was interesting is they're actually uh, targeting luxury retailers. Um, I'm not sure how uh, many of them are going to move in there. And the only reason, now, uh, on the one hand, you know, we do see casinos in places like, you know, in Australia and other parts, uh, you know, Las Vegas, there's luxury stores in the casinos. But, you know, Toronto's Bloor Yorkville area certainly has a lot of expensive stores, and so does Yorkdale. Mm, And then, you know, you've got some in Square One, Sherway Gardens, and, you know, the Eaton Centre, CF Toronto Eaton Centre in downtown Toronto. So, um, they're figuring that they may be able to get a few luxury brands. Uh, maybe they'll get some nice upscale multi-brand stores uh, or, or something like that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, how many luxury nodes does the greater Toronto area need? But other casinos in other parts of the world also do have luxury stores. So I wish them luck. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to have another, you know, luxury node in the greater Toronto area. But, it, you know, it also potentially take some shoppers away from... The other areas and already they're spread pretty thin and when the article was issued back in april of last year it said that for the first phase of development was underway with a casino hotel and a concert venue but uh, the second phase which had site plans being submitted in the near future was going to have the thirty thousand square feet of luxury retail which doesn't seem to be a lot of square footage for retail to be coming in there so what's your thought um yeah i think it's phase two they're looking at doing the retail and uh which isn't like i think too long after phase one so you know it, it's interesting that you know they're, they're they are really you know it's a really ambitious plan i mean i can see why a lot of people read the article because uh, 
it looks really exciting. Um, this is the type of thing I'd like to go to at some point. Uh, I think it's actually on the on the train station. Yeah, I think it's at Pickering, Ontario, right? I've never actually spent any time in Pickering before. So it's, it's a suburban community that's basically east of uh, Toronto. Well, and what I thought was amazing for Durham Live is that their article being number one most read for 2019 is a positive story. It's a development that's happening in multi-phases to an area that's going to bring, bring jobs and peace and prosperity well, granted with a casino, but it's a positive news story versus our number two most read article, which is a fire and brimstone negative article about Forever 21 shutting down all of its operations in Canada. So, of course, everyone's going to want to read that like a train wreck in progress. But um, so congratulations to Durham Live for this positive story being our number one most read for 2019. Now, as far as our second article, Forever 21, of course, everyone knows about it. Like They have shut down the stores. They've liquidated everything. I think it's pretty much a done deal, and people have pretty much moved on with their lives. So is there anything more that we can add to that or even just give some insight on what's happening with those spaces that we've been seeing around in uh, across Canada, Craig? Yeah, well, I mean, a bunch of retailers have already taken some over. Um, Urban Planet is a retailer that has taken a lot of those spaces, and... Uh, Okay, um, yeah. So I believe that's actually an Oberfeld Snowcap client. That's uh, one of our, our valued okay. partners. And uh, yeah, so a, a lot of these, uh, you know, Forever 21 stores have been uh, converted over. And I think those are pop-ups. I'm not sure, you know, how long those leases are, but they're not, you know, 10-year leases or anything like that. Uh, a gentleman in uh, Edmonton was sending me some messaging that in West Edmonton Mall, I believe it's, it's West 49 is taking that space. But uh, uh, in Montreal, um, at uh, Rue de la Montagne and uh, St. Catherine Street, uh, Ardennes uh, opened a... Uh, store there but uh, I think it's a pop-up uh, it's got a lit sign so it looks almost permanent but I think it's a pop-up store I, I think that a lot of these are just kind of you know slotting a tenant in there for a period of time and, and there are some retailers out there again like Urban Planet that will open you know retail locations for a somewhat temporary period of time and you know they'll blow out their product and whatever because they've got access to a lot of merchandise and uh, uh, you know I think that's the strategy that's happening here so at some point you know maybe some of these Forever 21 stores will be occupied by a new single tenant or you know it's not that hard to you know split them up I mean these aren't department stores like you know Sears or Target that you know close those were hard to uh, deal with for some landlords absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean one other thing that I wanted to mention is our third most read article has to do with Uniqlo announcing in June of 2019 that they were going to be opening outside of the Toronto-Vancouver area. And it's interesting looking back at our 2019 articles because that was a, like a very well-read article. And then subsequent articles were also well-read but wasn't hitting the top 10 about the actual opening in the West Edmonton Mall and so on. But why do you think this announcement article back from June was so popular and resonated with the readers, Craig? Yeah, I mean, this is the first of, I think, a few in Alberta for Uniqlo. The significance of this was that that West Edmonton Mall store was the first Uniqlo store to open outside of the greater Toronto area or the greater Vancouver area. Uniqlo uh, opened its first store in Canada at the uh, CF Toronto Eaton Centre in September of 2016, if I recall correctly, and, and subsequently opened a few more stores in the GTA as well as in the Vancouver area. Um, and by area, like I don't know if any, none of them are actually in the city of Vancouver. They're all in suburban uh, communities and shopping centers. So, um, you know, we'll see more Uniqlo stores. I'm going to guess, I'm going to predict for Alberta. I mean, at some point, I'm, yeah, they'll have room. I mean, they're redeveloping the Sears box at Southgate Center. I mean, that would be a great place for Uniqlo to go. 
um, CF Chinook Center in Calgary. I mean, you know, according to the Retail Council of Canada Shopping Center study, yeah. which I do, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's you know the most productive shopping center in Calgary in terms of sales per square foot, and it's quite busy. So you know, I think we'll probably see a Uniqlo store in there, and maybe at CF Market Mall, and uh, who knows, maybe downtown Calgary. I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, it's. Uh, it's a lovely looking downtown in terms of retail, but you know it's not as busy as it mm. used to be with the economy yes. and you know, the loss of jobs downtown and whatnot, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see you know a few more in Alberta, and then we'll see them eventually open you know probably at CF Polo Park in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and uh, you know a few other markets as well. So you know I think Uniqlo at one time it said they want to do a hundred stores in Canada. I don't know if that's still the case. I mean that's a lot of stores considering there's I think twelve or thirteen of them right now in Canada. So. Um, but you never know. Uh, it, it could happen. You know, maybe like 50 to 80 stores at some point, uh, which is still a lot. And now a quick message from our sponsor, Peregrine. They're a team of creative engineers and skilled fabricators collaborating to design and manufacture highly effective retail environments. In 2017, they acquired Acorn Wood Designs, which is an award-winning architectural millwork company focusing on quality craftsmanship and relationships. Visit Peregrine at www.peregrine.build to see their portfolio. And I'm just looking at our number four most read article for 2019. And it was published in May and had to do with Walmart Canada announcing a major investment in stores as well as two closures. So I was trying to brainstorm on why this was resonating to become our number four. But uh, I was wondering if it had more to do with the store closure part of the article as opposed to the investment. Um, So Craig, like for myself, when I think of Walmart, I think of build it and they will come sort of situation because of the um the niche that they fill so i was just wondering is that your thought on the closer component yeah yeah i think that they were just not the right locations for yeah. walmart and actually what's interesting i mean i don't know if it was report i think it was reported in the press this is a long time ago you know walmart when they came into canada i don't know if you remember this lee but um they bought Woolco. yeah which, oh yeah uh, yeah yeah it was a department store what walmart did over time like most of those Woolco stores were in shopping centers and you know walmart does like to stand alone in terms of having you know big box stores so um you know so walmart certainly has and we're talking like in years and years ago have closed many stores and opened new ones you know the story as well was about you know walmart uh, uh, renovating stores and you know that was a thing is that they were investing i think about 200 million dollars in 2019 um and they'll continue doing that like in the past five years they've invested over a billion dollars into their stores and you know they're adding grocery areas they're expanding their stores they're doing some renovations and then they opened uh, we did another story on walmart's uh, store at the stockyards in toronto and they have this amazon go like technology where you can go in and you know there's an app you can download and you can uh uh, kind of pay for things and leave they got an express aisle because you know walmart's a really interesting retailer but another thing that we put in there that maybe got a lot of readers was i did mention that you know there was a small cull of uh, staff in walmart where they were quietly getting rid of uh, oh. managers and, and others in the company uh, in canada and um, you know they were doing I, I spoke to a person i won't mention their name but they were formerly with walmart as one of the uh, uh, head people and they were saying that there was you know they were letting a few people go at a time uh, doing a bit of a restructuring within Canada and they didn't want it getting out into the media so as we're Canada's retail media we we, we kind of released that information I guess you'd say a little was bit. Was it more middle management or just right sizing or what do you think that was more targeting? Uh, it was more middle management but even a little bit higher than middle management I mean one person I know was involved in the merchandising right. area so, um, so you know yeah, it's I mean Walmart overall is a successful retailer in yeah. Canada. 
Well, in shifting gears over to the not-so-successful retailers, our fifth most-read article for 2019 was Zeller's closing its last two remaining stores. Now, for myself, I'm not necessarily surprised that this was a well-read article because of uh, the nostalgia component for a lot of Canadians for this once-iconic retail chain. I think you wrote this back in August, but it just seemed like the final nail in the coffin for the long-drawn-out story for Zeller's. But other than it's closed, um, I don't know if a lot of our listeners know what the long drawn out story that happened for Zellers. So could you kind of go over that a little bit? Um, so, you know, Tar- Hudson Bay Company actually sold the Zellers stores, mm. uh, most of them anyways, to Target. And, you know, Target came in and had a disastrous experience in Canada and left and lost like $5 billion. It was terrible. But uh, um, a few Zeller stores remained open and they became basically clearance centers for the Hudson Bay Company in terms of their uh, merchandise. So they weren't the Zellers that we knew before. Yeah, I think they had their own brand, like Truly, I think was the name of it. Oh, yeah, I think it was. And um, so, you know, Zellers really did essentially, you know, shutter when Target came into Canada. But, uh, you know, these stores were operating as clearance centers. And I guess the Hudson Bay Company has decided to... uh, you know, shut these, you know, essentially Hudson's Bay clearance centers that are called Zellers. But uh, um, it's interesting because the Hudson Bay Company doesn't really have a clearance uh, store for its Like Nordstrom Rack or something like that. Exactly. I mean, there's Saks off Fifth. It's, you know, that. I guess that's part of the brand. Yeah. And, you know, you do see a lot of Bay merchandise in there. I mean, I'm not sure if Saks off Fifth is really, you know, addressing, you know, the market like it could be. I mean, I know that a lot of the stores are not doing well. I had some of their sales numbers and um, you know, I'm, I'm questioning the future of Saks off Fifth in Canada generally. It's just I'm speculating. But, you know, knowing some of what I know, not all of them should be open. So, yeah. Well, and just shifting on to a positive story, which is our sixth most read article for 2019. And that was in March where L.L. Bean announced that the location of their first store in Canada now, since then, we had the actual like opening and a variety of other ones that weren't as popular. But I think people were very excited to read this article because uh, it's a brand that hadn't been in Canada before, but it's been in the States. But uh, yeah, so Craig, why do you think that this one was quite a um, popular article for folks to read? It seems like people were really excited about LL Bean. Clearly, it's got brand awareness in Canada. I mean, a lot of Canadians travel. They've gone to the United States. They know mm, the brand. Yeah. Uh, LL Bean has had catalogs in Canada oh, forever. Really? I, used to, I used to subscribe in the oh, 90s, cool. which is kind of funny. I used to subscribe to a lot of publications from retailers yeah. for some reason. I guess I was very interested in retail way before, yeah. obviously, I started Retail Insider. But uh, having that name recognition, it was clearly there. So yeah. what uh, L.L. Bean you know, has done, I thought was pretty smart, actually, was they... Uh, um, you know, announced they were opening a store, but they also announced that they were going to be going into some multi-brand stores like Hudson's yes. Bay. Uh, you know, yeah, by yeah. early 2020, I think all Bay stores are going to have uh, LL Bean product in the stores. I think they started with 57 of the yeah. 89 Bay stores uh, mm. uh, with product from LL Bean and, and Sporting Life as well. So, you know, they've really, you know, quickly expanded across the country in terms of having product for people, you know, from Vancouver to Nova Scotia, you know across the country for L.L. Bean, uh, within Hudson's Bay, that is. And uh, the plan for L.L. Bean is to open about 20 stores in Canada over the next decade. So, um, you know, they'll be opening in major markets. So you'll have, a, you know, a big L.L. Bean in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, uh, you know, possibly Winnipeg, a few in the Toronto area, Ottawa, Montreal. You know, at some point we'll be seeing those. Yeah. Well, and I've never heard of the brand before we actually had this article. So for me, reading through, uh, I was seeing like the bootmobile uh, photos and such for the United States as well as over in Japan. And I was like, hey. So I was just wondering why it didn't necessarily come to Canada first. 
Absolutely. I mean, you'd think they would have come to Canada first, but um, I think it was a license agreement in Japan, which happens with a lot of brands. I mean, Barney's New York is still going to have standalone stores in Japan, even though you won't have them in the United States. So, uh, yeah, that's how it works sometimes. Japan is its own market. It's it's a very unique place for retail. Well, speaking of unique place for retail, West Edmonton Mall takes the spot for the top seventh and top ninth most read article for 2019. So let's like lump that together at the end, Craig, and uh, just skip over it for now. Uh, we'll come back. But uh, the top eighth most read article was to do with Costco continuing phenomenal growth, becoming Canada's second largest retailer. So for let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Costco is interesting. It's Canada's you know second largest retailer in Canada apparently now. I, I wasn't aware of that. And I think the title... I yeah, no, I mean, the title alone, I think, is what caught a lot of people's attention. And, and it caught mine too. I didn't really think it was the second largest in the country but it but it, but it is so um you know costco is really interesting i was talking to someone about its business model being basically they've got a bunch of vendors and they pay to uh, you know be in different parts of the store and uh, you know costco shoppers are extremely loyal and and some of those costco stores are doing over two and three hundred million dollars each which is shocking you know it's they're extremely productive stores and yeah. uh, you know the parking lots are always full and uh, you know even the gas if they've got a gas station in your local Costco I know I went with my brother and the lineup was long and we're like well we don't have time to save four cents on gas by waiting in line for an hour but people do it so uh, Canadians love Costco we've got more Costco stores yeah. per person in Canada than there are in the United States so uh, clearly mm. uh, it's done well wow. I mean I think they attributed that partly to the locations in Canada not the, not like the locations in the States are terrible or anything but um, you know, clearly they've mapped out a really strong strategy in Canada and as having, you know, stores in the right locations, people know where they are and they're going and they're shopping and, and those parking lots are just full. So it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, retail is not dead, certainly mm. not for Costco. Yeah. And the 10th most read article for 2019, before we come back to West Edmonton Mall, was the announcement of a restaurant in Vancouver that was going to be offering a 5D dimension or experience. So Craig, why don't you talk about that before we come back to West Ed? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I mean, it's a highly experiential restaurant. You can kind of set your mood. I mean, you can set the environment you want to be in, whether or not you're under in the ocean, in the sea, or whether or not you're, you know, above a city. It's, uh, you know, whatever your fancy is, I guess, to dine in. And, you know, maybe it's the future of retail and restaurants where, you know, you can customize pretty much everything from, you know, the food to the experience. And um, it looked, you know, like they had some videos uh, in the article from, you know, another concept that it'll be quite similar what they're going to be doing with this restaurant. And uh, it looked really fascinating. I mean, highly experiential. You're not going to forget dining there. Like, you know, I'll dine at restaurants and not remember too much about something, but I'm sure that's going to be hard to forget uh, going to this uh, Restaurant, so it looks real. I'd be tempted to try this out at some point. It looks like it's you know it's very it's an experience center where you're getting food. I mean that's yeah kind of how you describe it. It's almost like the food would be secondary, but apparently the food's also quite good. Well, I'm excited to go try it just because I can envision me wanting to go to have a food street food experience in Japan or Tokyo, where they could be serving that food, then the actual visuals around on the walls and and all that the ceiling and such would be all the hustle bustle of the street food vendors and such and then with the sounds and the food and all that kind of stuff so I'm I'm excited to try that out but but yeah so why don't we move on to our top seven and ninth article which is West Edmonton Mall which is a very unique mall I grew up with it as well as you did Craig so let's hop into it because that would be our last uh, articles for the podcast yeah it's one of my favorite places I think West Edmonton Mall it's, it's really interesting you know I've spent a lot of time in Edmonton in, in over the years and uh 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I thank you, people in Edmonton, for you know supporting yeah, us. You. I mean, some of, you know, whenever we report on stuff in Edmonton, we get a lot of readers. It's, yeah, no, it's, yeah, you know, I think people in Edmonton are still interested about retail. I mean, it's got West Edmonton Mall, and so you know, we reported, for example, you know, uh, West Edmonton Mall partnered with Toyota, and they're going to be opening this large, uh, you know, like Toyota Experience Center. It's going to have all kinds of different components. It's also going to have valet parking. Uh, in the center, um, they'll have the option of doing some card detailing. Are we allowed to say that aloud? Is I that, think I so. Think, I think we're allowed to mention that. And <laughs> okay, yeah. You c- well, it was in the article, but like still, like it's three hundred and seventeen thousand square feet and sixty-five servicing bays. Like for my Land Rover, it has ten. So sixty-five is just like bananas. Yeah, time. yeah, and even ten is probably quite a bit actually. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. pretty much, especially in the Vancouver area, but. Uh, what I also thought was interesting is that they're having the valet service there. So again, good innovation there, working with malls. I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I was really intrigued by the valet parking thing. I've been telling, you know, Triple Five, the landlord, for quite a while that they need valet parking because they're starting to put some high-end stores in West Edmonton Mall. You know, over the summer, Louis Vuitton opened a big store at West Edmonton Mall. Canada Goose is in there. Tiffany's been there since 2012 or 2013. I think 2013, maybe it was even... No, it was 2013, yeah. Uh, you know, Tiffany and Co. moved in there, the jeweler... So they're starting to get these expensive stores and, you know, some people with a lot of money, um, you know, they'll enjoy having the option of having valet parking because, you know, sometimes time is money and, you know, finding a parking space, especially, uh, you know, around the Christmas holiday season is a huge challenge at West Edmonton Mall. I know this firsthand. Oh, and I do too. Yes. Um, Like for myself, I grew up in the top half of the province as well. But uh, that was our top ninth most read article for 2019 to do with the dealership and valet parking. But uh, the backing up to the August time frame when we put out uh, the seventh most read article, which is the West Edmonton Mall overview. So that was well read. For me, like I spent a lot of time as an adult going to college and, and, and first working in Calgary. So I have a piece of my heart is in the Calgary malls, but it definitely, that, that city doesn't have West Ed. Yeah, Calgary has some great shopping centers, but it certainly doesn't have West Edmonton Mall. And West Edmonton Mall is doing some big things. I mean, they just announced in December that... Uh, They've partnered with Hasbro, so what? Galaxy Land. What? You know the uh, used to be called Fantasyland oh, many yeah, years ago, totally. the uh, amusement park. Um, yeah. They're actually going to rebrand it with Hasbro, so um, they're going to do somewhat of a renovation in there. Um, they'll have you know the Hasbro brands, and this is actually um, not unprecedented. There will be another announcement, like for Yorkdale Shopping Center, they're going to have something similar, but not with Hasbro. So again, yeah. I'm not, I'm not supposed to say anything until we're permitted, but it'll be something like that, and. Uh, uh, Square One in Mississauga. I think the signs are actually up for that uh, entertainment center there. It won't be like a Hasbro type of yeah. thing, but it'll be you know a, an education related event. Yeah, but uh, it's interesting because Hasbro has like Transformers, has Lego, has Mattel. So it would be like Barbie and stuff like that. But you know, good for them. But besides that, West has been doing a lot of interesting things like beyond like, like yeah, Hasbro. yeah. I think they've done well. And you know, yeah. um, we did a story. Christopher wrote it on Aurora Cannabis uh, opened an experience center 11,000 11, or thirteen. I think it's eleven thousand square feet. Uh, uh, you know, you can actually buy cannabis, but you can also buy the accessories and you can go and be educated. There's an experience and other things in there. So it's, you know, I think West Edmonton Mall is very much about the experience, but I think it, it really does make sense because people do go there and, you know, it's kind of an island in a residential area. Uh, but, you know, you, you go in there and, and you can have experiences. There's full service restaurants. Uh, you know, West Edmonton Mall, I've always said, has been kind of ahead of its time in terms of creating that retail experience. And, yeah, you know, I think other shopping center landlords are looking to, to a degree, copy that. I mean, not something quite so large and so entertainment focused, but uh, creating that retail experience is something that, you know, is getting people to want to go to that shopping center. So I think now over 30 million people a year go into uh, West Edmonton Mall. And, uh, 
and that's quite a bit. And some stores in that mall do extremely well in terms of their sales. So uh, again, you know, the, the formula that I think that, you know, the Gramesian family that owns that mall, as well as the Mall of America in suburban Minneapolis and American Dream, which, uh, you know, opened, uh, the retail component will open in March uh, of 2020. But, um, you know, again, these, these mega shopping centers uh, are something that, you know, are an attraction because it's not even just about the shopping. It's kind of an everything to everyone situation. And if you can, again, bring something memorable like, you know, the Quan restaurant, uh, uh, you know, you're going to get people's attention and they're going to go and they're going to post it on Instagram yeah, or TikTok totally. or whatever the next, the big, next big thing, thing is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much our top 10 most read articles for 2019, Craig. So thanks for going through them with me. Um, what are you thinking for 2020 for, well, both Retail Insider, but also with uh, Retail in general for Canada? Yeah, let's see. I mean, um, 2020, I think, will be an exciting year for Retail Insider. There's going to be a few things coming down the pipeline, a new website design. Um, we'll have a streamlined news from around the web, which is going to be kind of one page that will be... Uh, you know, shifting the news somewhat constantly. Um, it's, you know, we're doing lots of hard-hitting reporting. Uh, I, I just have a really good feeling for 2020. I'm not even sure why that is. It's just, I have this incredible optimism. Uh, you know, it's personal optimism, but I do think that, you know, we're going to see a lot of good things. I also think we're going to see, you know, more retailers close, unfortunately, but that's, you know, that does yeah. happen every year. And, and you know, the, the that's the spring season. Yeah. I mean, January is a time when, you know, a lot of change, you know, they, they finish their, you know, Christmas holiday shopping season. They realize that they're not able to make money and, you know, it's, you're not going to make that money back in January. So, you know, that's when they'll be shuttering. So no. I think we'll be seeing a little bit more of that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's pretty much a wrap for our 2019 recap of our top 10 most read articles, Craig. So thanks for kind of going through that with me to kick off 2020. And thank you, everyone, for listening and staying with us through 2019. But uh, we just wanted to remind everyone that we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every morning with links to the uh, recently published articles from Retail Insider, as well as a link to the Canadian news from around the web. So if you go to retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area at the very bottom of the front page and you can get that email into your inbox every morning so thanks for listening to this podcast please do to subscribe to be notified when new episodes are published to also help our discoverability ratings as well and if you have a moment to rate us if you think we're five star worthy please do let everyone else know as well and that's helpful for discoverability too so thanks again everyone and thanks craig for joining me too thank you so much everyone and happy new year